wherever you listen throughout the world. It's football time! back to the gridiron guys we are looking ahead to season 2022 and it is true you have heard all the rumors the second year players we are back we've been called back to the facility by the higher ups uh to start going again i know cam he was really enjoying his time off uh it has been a while but no they forced us all back to come in for the pre-season and look for the season ahead cam how's your off-season been shaping up yeah, a bit of a hiatus for us, wasn't it? Ah, look, we off season's been nice, just been hanging out, working, had the kid, but we're coming back. We we've been in a bit of a cold zone, like uh, Zach Wilson, no reception, so we just don't know what's been going on. But that man's just been busier than anyone, hasn't he ever? Like hide your mom's cross, that thing blew out, man. I and I think the biggest thing about it was I I think uh, if anyone's not up to speed, essentially Zach Wilson's ex girlfriend now broke up with him to go then lay with his uh, former best friend. They both went to college together and now commander's wide receiver. Mm. Um, and so someone commented and said, homie hopper. And she said, no, Wilson's the real homie hopper, sleeping with one of his mum's uh, best friends. Realistically, I think this is this has landed in Zach Wilson's court, hasn't it? He's probably the one oh. that's come out the better. <laughs> oh, I reckon if anyone wasn't a Zach Wilson fan before, there's, he's got plenty out there now. Like he, everyone's getting right around him and just the way he handled it, his comments were hilarious. Well, I mean, once a BYU Cougar, always a Cougar lover. Yeah, absolutely. But no, in all seriousness, looking ahead to this season, uh, you know, we had a great off season. We talked to a couple of guys as well. Really hope you enjoyed those interviews. They were really good. So, um, but if you haven't checked them out, uh, some of them were absolutely ecstatic. But we're looking ahead to this season, 2022. There's a few changes around that have just popped up recently that we'll quickly touch on. Big one was Trey Lance. He's now the 49ers main man after everyone sort of wondering when and where it was going to happen. Uh, there was no trade for Jimmy early up. They're talking about it was because it was uh, his off-season surgery. That's what probably um, pushed this back. But they've officially had the chat. Um, Garoppolo and the big wigs of San Francisco and Trey Lance is the man for the 49ers this year. Yeah, I saw a nice little clip of Trey Lance today, just throwing an absolute dime. Like, he's got a huge ceiling, and we're going to see it. Does Jimmy land in – I mean, he's probably going to land somewhere else. What are your thoughts on where he ends up? He'd have to go somewhere else, although I don't know, like, where he can go. I mean, you look at even some of those, like, lower-down franchises where you could probably pop in and quarterback, and a lot of them have sort of figured out what they want for the year. I don't think anyone's sort of crying out. You know, even – a place like Cleveland Browns, who we're not quite sure what's going to happen with Deshaun, they've really just brought in Chosen Rosen to try and resurrect his career <laughs> just in case uh, Deshaun can't settle all of his uh, cases. Yeah, if that's the case right there, the Browns are in all sorts. They've got a ripper roster and then they go to Josh Rosen under centre, they'll be in a world of trouble. But yeah, look, Deshaun's one's interesting. I think there's no, oh, don't say there's no doubt, but all these payouts doesn't really great for him but yeah the league wants to give him a suspension i think we're going to see at least eight weeks yeah i think that's what's going to happen isn't it he's probably going to well he's going to settle all of them so he's not going to be you know guilty and all that through the courts and stuff but the nfl will certainly yeah. make a slight example over him um look you know as we said where there's smoke there's fire and by the sounds of it he mm. did have himself a pretty good time and now thankfully he's getting paid enough to pay these people off 
Oh, yeah, and the Browns. I mean, they, only, they, what are they only paying him a million this year if he doesn't play, and then the rest is all guaranteed 240. And I mean, that's really frustrating. They've set the bar for the QB market for the next little while, so that could be cooked. Well, it's blown it out, hasn't it? I mean, you've got to look at some of these, um, the highest-paid QBs at the moment. Aaron Rodgers um, has got his new one. He's getting about $50 million annually at the moment. Kyle yep. Murray just re-signed a big one. That was 46. He's also got a couple clauses in there as well where he's uh, he needs to do, which is almost watch film and do homework, essentially. Like, we know that yeah. Kyle looks like a kid, but are they really treating him like a kid? Is that going to keep him around more? Yeah, he must. In his off time, he must just do absolutely nothing. Yeah, that was a weird one for me. But, yeah, Cardinals have really – I mean, they've set the mark as well. A lot of players are now setting the market for, a, like, a – troubling time to try and build a roster i know lamar's probably next in line and he's done pretty well like there's been a lot of speculation around him and he hasn't sort of bought into it and he's still turned up and he's not asking for a contract extension but that's cooked us we're we're gonna have to pay him big which is fine but the, the murray one yeah I, i'm not 100 on sold on that one well i mean lamar when you're considering that like okay looking at a top 10 quarterbacks here jared goff is number 10 at 33 and a half per year so and lamar doesn't even hit that so if you should be making more than Lamar. Dak Proscott's out there making 40 a year. The rest, mm. you know, like Matthew Stafford, Carr, Allen, Mahomes, that makes sense. But all makes you know, sense, yeah. Someone like a someone like a guy like Lamar should be earning more than Dak Prescott. Yeah, so we're probably gonna if we don't settle it before the start of this season, we're gonna ride it out for one more year and then we're gonna have to pay him big dollars. Hundred percent. Uh last thing, big change. Julio Brown uh, to the Titans was a horrendous play. Didn't work out for anyone. They've all cut their ties. And now he ends up in Tampa Bay, running it back for another chance at a ring. Yeah, who, who? Mr. Julio Jones, yeah. Like, I think he said he knocked back a few teams. He knocked back the Saints. He knocked back the Packers, maybe even the Colts. But, yeah, he's landed himself in a brewery position. I know they've got Mike Evans already. I think Godwin had surgery, but he'll be back. So if he's playing in that team, Brady's slinging it to him. We could see a bit of a resurgence. I don't know if he's going to be the player he ever was, but it could only make the Buccaneers better. No, absolutely. And they're still looking. I think they're ranked as one of the higher teams as well, I believe, looking into mm. this year. Not too many changes. Uh, Tom Brady no. coming back. You lose Gronkowski, but I think, again, he was sort of coming over it again. Their defense is quite good. Um, so they certainly look to be a contender. But speaking of contenders, I think we're going to kick off with looking at some early predictions this uh, mm. at the moment. Coming into the new year, it's a fresh time for some teams. Uh, we're going to have a look specifically at some of the at all the teams that came last in their division last year, which specifically talks to our teams as well. Um, so I suppose, look, do we want to start at maybe looking through them? I think the biggest one that will be interesting to all will be the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. Now, I mean, who are we running? Who are, oh, who is the quarterback there this season? You've got the. Uh, you got to trade up between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Yeah, so that's not really setting the world on fire. Now, Chris Carson's just announced his retirement. Uh, mm. They haven't really improved that much. DK's holding in, as we've just found out, which is an interesting one, because if we just go a bit to the side there, DK Metcalf, I'd almost pay him now, because someone like Justin Jefferson, someone like CD Lamb, they're going to blow the market even further. So pay him oh, now, 100%. pay him 100%. So you can get it done. Once these guys blow the market out of the water, Jefferson's just going to cook everyone. I mean, and you're talking about a guy like DK Metcalf, who, let's give it to be honest, he's pretty good. But like, he's still number two there sitting behind Tyler Lockett. He's not your main target mm. guy. He's That's just right. for he's just for throwing the deep ball. And you're probably going to have to pay him wide receiver one money. Yep. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, you absolutely are. And I don't mind it. I'd be happy with it if I was Seattle. I know that doesn't really make their team a whole lot better. It helps Locke or Gino, whichever they land with. Jimmy, maybe Jimmy could end up there, stay in the same division. I don't know. Um, do you see Seattle finishing anywhere other than fourth? I don't. But Probably not. I mean, as we spoke, their quarterback situation is pretty bad. They're in a really tough division. You've got the Cardinals, the Rams, and the 49ers all looking yep. to rip and tear. Um They've basically got a bottom five defense that's locked away. Hasn't made any changes. It's not getting any better anytime soon. Um, look, probably the only upside that they made was, yes, they moved on Russell Wilson and they brought in Drew Locke. They also bring in Noah Fant from the Broncos, who's quite a handy mm, tight yes. end. So he could be quite a good um, target for you know a very average quarterback to look for when the pressure comes in. But other than that, unless they lock, if they don't lock up DK, it could be a pretty sad year for them again. So I'm going to look at them and coming in fourth. They're not going to move at all. Oh, no, I think they're, they're, they're landing fourth for me. I don't think they're going to take too many games away from their division. I don't know what the rest of their schedule's like, but, yeah, they stay fourth for Molly. Another one that's got a tough division that we look at uh, is the Carolina Panthers. Um, now, they're going to be a really interesting one because they've got quite a crowded QB room at the moment. Mm. Uh, with They've made the trade for Baker Mayfield. They've still got Sam Darnold, and they've also just drafted Matt Corral as well. So that could be interesting. We see, obviously, Corral's not going to play this year. We can put a line no, for him pretty much. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I think, do you think he sees the field? I mean, if they really bottom out and either of those two get injured, that's probably the only chance. He'll redshirt, I think. But who who is your starter for them game one? Look, I'd probably have to lean towards Baker, to be honest. Like, I, as much as I don't like him, and I love a good Baker bash, uh, as we do on this show, we all know that. Um, but I think Baker's just got the run on the boards over Sam Darnold. Like, I think... You can't really say that Darnold made too many connections last year. Um, so no. it's not like he he gets to be the incumbent or, you know, keep that. But I, I think that Baker is probably just going to be the better option to start with. Um, you do look at they probably get CMC back as well, who's going to be a big mm. input. His only yep. question mark, though, is I was having a look at him today. He's missed 22 of the Panthers' last 32 games. So he's played two, 10 games in over, what, two-year span? So realistically... Yeah. Uh, I mean, and outside of that, their offense, I mean, it's okay, but I can't say it's lighting the world on fire, is it? No, it's not really lighting the world on fire. Um, the addition of, the, I mean, their draft pick, that's what we're really going to be interested in, left tackle Iki Aquanu, like we really rated mm. him highly. And there was a battle between who was going to be the best tackle coming out of the draft. He could be one. Good receivers in DJ Moore if Robbie Anderson stays. We didn't see much of Terrace Marshall last year. They're one of their, their second-round draft pick. Yeah. But they also picked up Bradley Bozeman, center from the Ravens. So their offensive line's definitely improved, so hopefully they can keep Christian McCaffrey healthy. But as you said, his health is the biggest issue. You could try and trade him. They should have potentially tried to trade him to get heaps for him. But if he gets injured again, he's not going to be worth a huge amount. No, not at all. Uh, moving on to another team in the NFC, you look at the New York Giants. Now, they've got a little bit of a better um, opportunity in their division. We know that mm. NFC least is there. They still have a shit QB, though. Daniel Jones gets number one, and they have Tyrod Taylor as a backup, but I think the days of saying that Tyrod Taylor is serviceable are over. He is just yep. a perennial backup now. Um, you've got an ageing Saquon in the backfield there. I don't think anyone is being fooled by that man. He is... Like, I don't even. I wouldn't even rate him as top ten running back anymore. Maybe even top fifteen. This guy has bottomed out for me. Yeah, this is where he's got to really turn it around this year because I think after the first season we thought shit, like drafting him at number two, big, big, like huge, Mm. huge, huge risk on the on that pick. Um, Like the upside was potential was huge. 
Exactly. And we saw that season one. Rookie season, we thought, shit, we're, we're seeing this. This is actually going to be a really good pick. And then the decline happened. And like all running backs, you're easily replaced. I don't know who's their backup at the moment. Matt Brader. They haven't really got too much else there. Uh, Daniel Jones also has a make-or-break season for me. If he doesn't make this, they're going to try and reset and go again. I liked their draft picks. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau fell to them, and Evan Neal. I think they absolutely smashed the draft out of the park. So that could play in their favour. Yeah, no, they've but, got some good rookies, don't they? But I think their biggest concern is not on defence. It's on that wide receiver core as well. Ooh. I had a look. Their starting three wide receivers <laughs> had one touchdown between the three of them all of last year. Like, that is shocking. And I know you're sitting behind the arm of Daniel Jones, but still, you've got to get a little bit more than that. Yeah, and I think Kenny Golladay is one of the highest-paid wide receivers. I think they, like, really threw the cash at him. And I, I don't know if he was injured for summer last year. I can't remember. Tony was probably the same. But, yeah, the output for what they paid for that bloke is really, really poor. So there's going to be a lot to be desired. I think they still probably finish fourth still. I think the Eagles are on the improve. Cowboys stay the same. And the Commanders are a bit of a wild card for me. Yeah, no one's not going to know what the Commanders are doing, to be honest. I don't even think they know no. what they're doing half the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. So, the, look, I think so far we're not seeing much change in the fourth division, fourth place teams, really. No, not too much. Um, and finishing up the NFC, again, Detroit Lions uh, out of the NFC North. They have a pretty tough division as well. You've got teams like the Vikings and even the Bears to an extent are on the up. Uh, but obviously the Green Bay Packers who dominate that division. Looking at the Lions, they have a bottom five defense easily. Um, look, essentially for them, they basically got some good signs last year. We saw some good mm. stuff out of Armin Ra St. Brown. DeAndre Swift has been really good for them as well. DJ Shark. Jared Goff's going to be all right again as well. Um they, this is going to just be another development for you for them, isn't it? Oh, I would say so. I think, look, we thought they actually went better than they, we thought last year and there was oh, games yeah. that they were in that they probably could have won. Uh, look, they've got some guys that they picked up that I really like. Like DJ, as you said, DJ Chark's really good. Jameson Williams, Armand Rasay Brown. I like that wide receiver core. DeAndre Swift's really good. Goff, I mean, he's serviceable. He's going to do enough. The Lions probably improving the tight Like, I actually don't mind across the board their team, as you said, for a developmental team. Yeah. Looking to the defense, Aiden Hutchison, like, this guy's going to break out. I think he's going to be fantastic. Then they picked up Deshaun Elliott from us, a reasonable safety, and Jeff Okuda's one who didn't really play last year after an Achilles injury. So I reckon they're going to upset a few teams this year. I think they're going to cause a few headaches for teams. As you said, I still think they're developing. I still think they're a few years off. Probably still third or fourth. Bears contingent on fields. I think the other two are too good. I think Vikings can challenge to the top place. Massively. Now we're looking at the AFC. Uh, We'll tuck into the Jags and the Jets first before we get to our team. Starting with the Jags, this is going to be another developmental team. Um, You can just sort of see it. Their division between the Colts and the Titans, that'll be a fight for them for the top spot. They can battle it out with the Texans. So there's some easily winnable games there for the Jags. Uh, You've got Trevor Lawrence who comes in for year two. You can see that their offenses remain quite stable as well for him, so that'll be good. And they also get the comeback of Travis Etienne, who missed all of last year, who I think is going to really give him a lot of help in the backfield, isn't it? Oh, I think this is like, I think we're going to talk about breakout players in year two, and I think sorry, Trevor Lawrence will be one of those. I think he's probably Mm. one of the top guys that really needs to break out. As you said, getting Etienne back... Didn't Jaguars spend probably one of the some of the most money? I know some of that was on uh, the wide receiver. Uh, what's his name? I can't think. You're of his running name right now. Uh, Christian Kirk. Christian yeah. Kirk is the one that they spent stupid money on, and that get him from the cards money. or whatever, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't even a wide receiver one of the cards, but they spent some big money. They drafted Trayvon Walker one, so we're going to find out whether that was a bit of a mistake. But again, 
this is a team again on the rise. Could be third. Texans could be last. They're looking a bit of a shit show. Mm. And then I think the Colts and the Titans. Titans will regress for me. Colts win this division. Yeah, quite easily, isn't it? Um, yep. I think looking at the Jets, they've got it. They're another one with a tough division. You're going up against the likes of Bills and the Patriots, who were both playoff teams last year. And look, if it's anything to go by with what Tyreek's saying in the media, it's to a time in Miami. So you can put a line through the New York Jets for doing any well in this division. Um, it's basically looking at Wilson make or break. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's much else that puts the Jets on there. It's basically just going to be resting on Zach Wilson this year. Yeah, I think Jets is, Jets is an interesting one for me, and I think they're going to be a bit like the Lions. I think they've got a roster that's capable now of causing a few upsets. They're not going to probably win the division. They'll probably be third or fourth, as you just said. Um, like picking up Garrett Wilson, George Fant now moved to left tackle, so I think that moves Mackay Becton to right tackle. That sort of pushes our man Max Mitchell. We're going to see if he – that's what mm. we're hoping. We're hoping he gets a bit of a run. Brees Hall's a great pickup at running back, so they've got a Michael Carter-Brees Hall connection. Jermaine Johnson and Sauce Gardner. Now, in talking of developmental teams, this is the one to look at for the future. If they can retain this core of guys, oh, the sky's the limit. I know they've got to play AFC North for the first four weeks, so that could be zero and four after four weeks. <laughs> but we're, we're hoping Wilson, and every, I think he's a fan favourite now, is going to dominate. Oh, he's, he's certainly come leaps and bounds. And I think just another year in the offseason, you know, these guys, once they start to get the reads and they just... I don't know. It's just the speed, isn't it? Like, it's just such a step up, clearly, from college. That, oh, oh. And especially if you're not coming from a division or a conference, sorry, that has, like, a fast defense, you know, it can really put you on your ass. Yeah, well, that's it. I think Source Gardner is going to be one that's going to be targeted heavily early on. And if he does hold his own, they're probably going to move away from him. But I did see he was training in oven mitts early on because they wanted him to stop holding. So we're going to see how well he actually goes. Now he's stepping up to the big time because the AAC, probably not the best conference. No, not at all. Uh, looking at your team, the Ravens. Now, probably one of the hardest divisions in football now after the Bengals went on that run last year. Um, look, all signs lead to a good year for the Ravens, except for the fact that mm. they have to play in a tough division. You've got a top 10 defense looking at there. Um, Lamar is obviously just getting better and better every year. And at the moment, touch wood, no injuries. Yeah, look, there's a couple of guys on the physically unable to perform, but I think they'll be back, obviously. As you just said, like our defense... I think it's improving and we made some good pickups in the off season. Um, yeah. Lamar got massive in the off season. He got really jacked. I think he's got a point to prove. We fixed the offensive line, which I think was our biggest gaping hole, that and cornerback depth. Um, JK Dobbins and the running backs is probably another one that we're going to be worried about leading into the season. As you said, just before, I think this division is contingent on Desaun Watson playing for the Browns. Mm. Uh, Steelers defense really needs to step up. I don't think Trubisky or Pickett are going to do a huge deal this year. Najee Harris is probably going to have to carry that backfield. I think the Bengals are a team, and I like I don't want to write them off because they did make the Super Bowl, but I think they're a team that's going to drop probably the most significantly from where they finished in the previous season. I don't think they're going to hit those heights again, but look, they're probably going to prove me wrong. Bit of a one and done kind of vibe. Hey, they just sort of crescendoed a bit. Everything worked well for them, and just you know, just happened to be there at the right place, right time, really. Oh, absolutely. And I think so, like they made some big additions on what they needed to, but I still don't think those additions are like exactly what they need. Well, it is exactly what they need, but I don't think it's the players that they wanted at those positions. Yeah. 
All right, look, I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate here as well. Um, speaking of Lamar, uh, I know a lot of us talked about Lamar and how he hasn't been able to do anything in the playoffs. And yep. obviously, when you compare him to some of the great quarterbacks, he's actually doing a lot better than um, what they've done, early season wins. But does this feel like a make it or break it year for Lamar? Like, with all the talk that's going on. And I mean, like, he's not even well, he's three or four years into his career. Like, he's barely even scratched the surface. But for some reason, this feels like he needs to make a, a start or it's like, oh, should we move on? Like, not saying that they should, but just playing that sort of, like, devil's advocate here. That's all. Oh, oh look, I think there's, that's probably going to be the biggest chat of the season. And it still continues to hike. People just ride him. I think he's one of the most criticised players for what he's actually oh, done. So yes, maligned. He doesn't have the playoff wins, which is a big one. But again, what quarterbacks do, like what quarterbacks come in, jump in and make those wins straight away. There is some, but there's probably more that don't. Um, he does need to step up. I suppose he, like, I mean, looking at our team last year, we were eight and one before he went down and all those injuries came flying in. So he can get us home and away wins, which is great and all, but yeah, you're right. He needs to perform in the off season. If we can keep our roster healthy, there's no excuses not to perform in the offseason. So I don't know if it's a make or break year, but if he does well enough, we'll pay him and he'll be there for a long time. But yeah, he's still young. I guess that's my biggest thing. I'm just going to say he's still quite young. It's year five, but he's still 24, 25. He's as young as some of those other blokes out there. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he sort of left college a bit early, so you can see he's still a bit green, but that's all right. He's playing quite well, as I said. I really enjoy him. And I think, like, you see the Ravens. Like, they just feel like they stand a lot taller when he's playing well, don't they? You've just got that extra inch of height, you know, just when you he's walking with that sort of confidence. And I think just gives you that about that aura. Like, you just look at those games, like, against the Chiefs last year where he's going in and oh, flipping yeah. in touchdowns. Like, that sort of stuff just boosts morale, doesn't it? Like, and you just – these oh. boys just froth that stuff. Yeah, it puts lead in everyone's pencil on the sideline. And I think that gets – as you said, it gets them going and they sort of take that next step. But, yeah, look – I don't know if we go deep this year. It really is dependent on how everyone coming back shapes up. Absolutely. Now, finally, we're looking at the uh, last last place team is the Broncos. Now, looking at them, I think, again, they've made a whole host of changes and they now become an actual contender. Again, another tough division. You're looking at the Chargers, the Raiders and the Chiefs who were all in playoff contention last year and all could have really been there at the pointy end. Uh, look, Looking at the Broncos, they've got a top five defense, no ifs or buts or maybes. That thing is class. And then you're adding in Danger Russ Wilson who comes in and probably one of the better backfields as well outside of like your Cleveland Browns um, and mm. Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, Broncos country, like uh, the uh, Russell's got him riding. He's been pretty exciting. And... I think this is the hardest division for me to pick. And I think every team is capable of winning this division. It's a bit of a coin flip. Your defense is lights out as always. I don't think that, as you said, that's never in question. It's what your wide receiver group can do with Russell Wilson. Yeah. You've got a really good, really good wide receiver group. What you got? Tim Patrick, uh, Jerry Judy. and Jerry Judy. Like those three plus your, wide, uh, your tight ends. Cause well, you and even, even if KJ this. Hamler comes back, like he stepped in towards the end of last year as well and did a job. Um, yeah, look, new tight end, uh, Ockwin Burnham. Sorry, but yep. which of that, Albert? I probably should have just started with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. But, yeah, look, so he comes in. But I think, like, you've still got, like, quite a decent-looking offensive line, like Garrett Bowles, Cushenberry, oh, yep. um, and those sort of guys. Quinn Miners as well, hopefully steps up again, fighting trees, hopefully in the off-season. <laughs> but, 
It's it's got it's got the makings. I mean, I think we've actually got like hopefully Russell gets to bring it back and start maybe becoming a little bit more mobile because I think that's might be what we can work with. Like you saw mm. when we had mm-hmm. Tim Tebow, where as soon as the pocket breaks, he looks to run, and that actually worked for us. Like we won some games there. They weren't pretty, but we won some games. Oh, yeah. But now you've got a guy who likes to run when the pocket breaks and is actually accurate. That could cause some trouble, I think. Oh, if you were playing in it, to me, if you were playing in pretty much any other division in football, they'd probably have you as the favourites. It's the fact that you're playing in the AFC West. The Chiefs are still just going to reload and go back. They've still got Pat Mahomes. 100%. Chargers are a team on the rise. They've just got some superstar talent. The Raiders are such a question mark because Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, like they've gone out and improved Chandler Jones, Devontae mm. Adams, and they went far out of it last year. So I think you guys... I think people are going to take games off each other and it's going to put them in a weird position come playoffs. Like there's going to be teams that probably miss out in your division that do deserve to be there. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So I think that sort of wraps that up. We're looking quite good for some of those teams making a move since last year. Um, That's what we like talking about second years and making the move up. uh, We're going to look at some breakout players are in their second year. So we mentioned Trevor Lawrence, who is pretty much primed and ready to go for, I think a second year blowout. Um, but looking at some other guys, a big one for me is Christian Barmore, uh, the defensive tackle mm. out at the Patriots. Now, for him last year, he ranked second among rookies for pressures right behind Micah Parsons. So obviously, that's a tough act to follow. We know that. Mm. Yeah. Um, great. He just had uh, great reliance. He played 43% of snaps um, overall, made 46 tackles for the year and one and a half sacks. Yeah, it's no surprise that the Patriots have picked up a guy that just comes out and dominates on defense. It's, it's just every year they're going to find some guy. I know he was second round, but Christian Barmore was super elite last year. And as you said, just takes that game to the next level. So he is definitely one to look out for. Going back to the QBs, I think we talked about Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Do you think Davis Mills, I think it's his second season. Do we see more yes. improvement from him going into his next year? Yeah, I think so, because you could see that uh, he was another one that was just sort of thrown into the fire. You know, throw him into the deep end and you sink or swim, and it was a bit of a doggy paddle, but he swam. He definitely didn't sink. So I think another year, um, I don't think much changes, but he certainly probably looks a bit more confident and starts to take a bit more chances and things like that. Uh, What about, I suppose we spoke a little bit earlier, but Trey Lance, a bit of an unknown, not much known about him in college, gets drafted the 49ers. He's had limited snaps. Do we see him being able to lead like what is quite a very potent San Francisco offense? Yeah, I think the first few weeks will be very telling for this guy. Like, I think he's going to shoulder a big load, and I think he's he's capable. He's more than capable. He's got a good team around him where the depot stays. Doesn't like so that doesn't really matter a huge amount, <laughs> but he whether the pressure gets to him too much and makes a lot of errors early on or whether he really like takes it in his stride and they, we just see what he's capable of. Cause we, as you said, we didn't see much of his college career. He didn't play a huge amount, played division two. Mm. There's a huge question mark around him still. And people had tickets on him as they took him pretty early. So he's one that is make or break, not make or break, but it, it's good. The first few weeks is really going to be telling for his season. Yeah. And I think another one, it will be the media pressure on him. Like you can just see everyone's, he's just the hot lame on everyone's lips essentially. So, yeah. oh, and that absolutely. just brings it a whole nother, whole nother, um, you know, layer to it. Uh, speaking of more playmakers, a couple of wide receivers, your boy out there, Rashad Bateman. I absolutely loved him last year. Injury hit season. So I think he played just over half of the season, yeah. but he came in and was fantastic. Wasn't he? He had about 515 yards and one touchdown. 
Um, but some of those grabs out there on the clutch were, were quite good. He was quite – I liked his game sense, and I think that was the best part about it. Like, he, know, he knew when he needed to step up and make a play, and he did. Oh, he did, absolutely. He didn't start the season with us because of a groin injury and he required surgery. Uh, so, yeah, he joined us halfway through the year. He's now had to step up into wide receiver one as Hollywood Brown has gone, but I guess we sort of have that wide receiver one covered with our tight end in Mark Andrews. So, yeah. look, yeah, as you said, he does make huge plays. Our wide receiver room's really questionable, so he's probably going to get some tough matchups, but he makes plays and I think his, his, his improvement's going to be big for this year. There's a couple of other wide receivers I really like making a break this year. I think Elijah Moore is going to be one to step up for the Jets. Rondell Moore will also be one, I think, who's going to have a higher load in Cardinals because I suppose Hopkins is out for a while, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, not sure how long it is, but, yeah, certainly uh, he'll get the first look. Yeah, and... definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, who else do you really like? Is there a few defensive guys that you're seeing going to make a jump? Yeah, absolutely. Quiddy Pay is another big one. Um, mm -hmm. He was third for pressures, so sitting behind Christian yep. Barmore and Micah Parsons. Um, and you've also got JC Horn. Now, he played the first three games. He was a very high draft pick, uh, the cornerback yep. um, out at Carolina. So played the first three games and then I think had a foot injury, which ruled him out for the rest of the season. But in those three games, so he did in the third, so let's call it two. In those two games, he made five tackles, one interception and one pass defense. So he was, he was if you want to average that out, I mean, I know it's a small sample size and any, <laughs> any statistician would hate that. But oh, yeah. you average that out, he was looking, he, he'd started the year on fire, essentially. Oh, absolutely he did. And I think that's a team that really, really needs a strong cornerback because I think they got torched a fair bit, the Panthers. If he can make a comeback and stay healthy, as you said, I think we're going to see a fairly big season from him. Mm. And one from out of left field that I really liked when I was having a look through um, was Sam Cosme. He was the offensive mm. tackle out of the Washington Commanders. Now, he also missed half of the season through a bit of COVID protocols and injury and things like that. But he's right. still ranked third among rookies uh, in the run block blocking grade. Now, again, who the fuck knows where these come from? It's all pro football focus, <laughs> but we'll just take their word for it, all right? Um, the thing I like about him is apparently he's come back bigger and better because he went home and had a lot of mama's Romanian cooking. So he has put on some pounds and the man is big and he's moving like a fridge. And I just yes. I love it when the big boppers run. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to see Carson Wentz probably stand upright this year and not get injured due to that. So, look, yeah, Cosby's won, I think, out of Texas, I believe. And, yeah, there was big tickets on him taking the second round. So, hmm. hopefully they get a return on him because I think the commanders, they're looking for a bit of a return. I think that the rest of their, like, offense isn't looking too bad. So, that could really help at right tackle. Yeah, they made some moves for sure. Um, so, I suppose, yeah, we're, we're looking at some good guys coming through and hopefully these guys can play out as well. I think another thing that came out recently – uh, which was quite fun to look at. I know we talked about pro football focus being a, a nice place where we base all our shit off. Uh, another one is Madden, which I basically mm. look at as like a Bible. The Madden rankings came out. Uh, I wanted to run through a couple with you um, and see what you thought. Now, starting off with, where was I at? Oh, the QBs. Now, look, I think this is probably an overrating. Uh, this could just be me, but Tom Brady ranks in at num 97 for the number one QB in Madden. Uh I don't know. Like the guy almost just retired last year, and he's going to come back and be. Oh, I get it. LeBron James, Tom Brady, <laughs> and I think American sports have like a hard on for giving everyone a ninety nine. But like, come on, Tom Brady, he wasn't really that great last year. He's pretty good, but you know. Yeah, no. The father time is eventually going to catch up. And we said that last year, and it, it did a little, but it didn't. Um, yeah, ninety seven is very high for me. Aaron sitting there at ninety six. Who have we got else sitting just behind him? Well, Pat Mahomes at ninety five. Yeah, that all makes sense. But then you've got the uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback Matthew Stafford down at eighty five, who is below 
Uh, Dak Prescott. Jeez, that man makes, makes to find his way up some list. Uh, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Lamar. I think that's a bit of a tough squeeze, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, that, I think that's a little stiff. There's a few guys, as you're probably going to go through in a minute, but yeah, they got dudded big time. Stafford's definitely one. I know he had a superstar cast around him. Lamar probably gets up there because he's got speed and he's got a few other things that brings his ranking up a bit higher, but it's well, just so questionable. He's not as fast, according to Madden, as Justin Fields, who has a nine, who is the highest rated QB for speed. <laughs> That is baffling. I know he's quick, but yeah, I think you put him in a foot race. I I don't know where they get their rankings from. It's baffling. No, well, another big one was the wide receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams hit 99 club uh, above Cooper Cup, who was 98. Then you had Tyreek Hill as 97, D-Hop 96, then Diggs. um, And Justin Jefferson rolling in with the 93. So that's not, I think they've done, I think they've done those justice, to be honest. Oh, I think that's pretty reasonable. I think wide receivers, they didn't get too wrong, to be fair. Like, I'd be happy with that. That's that's fairly decent. And then you're looking at running backs. Uh, we're just doing the main players because, I don't know, what else are you doing on Madden? I'm not playing defense. That's for fucking sure. Um, nah. Derek Henry, number one at 97. Nick Chubb at 96. CMC, 96. JT, 95. And Dalvin Cook at 94. So that's not bad, those guys as well. I think they've done that. Um but look, then you look at the actual team ratings. Where did I have those? Excuse me. I think uh, it was the Buccaneers coming in at number one, which was my interesting pick. I I don't see them as the best team in football. What do you think? Like, I know they just got Julio Jones, and that's going to be pretty good. But to put them above teams like the Chiefs and the Bills, um, I'm not a huge fan of that. No, I'm not hugely massive fan of it as well. Uh, like, I know that 97 ranking brings up Tom Brady. Like, it brings up their score a lot. But, yeah, they're not the best team in football. Across the park, they're probably as better teams. Rams, Bills, Chiefs. Mm. I know they lost Tyreek. But there's teams that are built better than I know the Ravens are pranked pretty highly across the board. So that's an interesting one for me as well. I know they bottomed out at the end of last year. But, yeah, like... It's good to play with. I haven't played Madden in a few years, so I might have to go out and purchase this one. But, yeah, Buccaneers, I don't think, should be the number one team. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. It's always a bit of fun, isn't it, though? Um, and I think to see that landscape. I think, finally, another fun thing that's been going on, uh, which is unlike the uh, No Fun League normally, uh, they're allowing alternate helmets this year, which is going to be... Oh. I think this is going to be cool. Like Just having a look at one, which I enjoy, is the Patriots one, and they've gone the retro helmet. Gangbusters. Yep. Give me... a Put it, take my money, baby. Take my money. Oh, some of these are absolutely elite. Like, I'm really hoping most teams go through and do this because just the ones we're looking at now, I think are unbelievable. I Like, I guess we could probably have a ranking, which so your favourite would be? i got to look at the Bengals. The all-white looks clean to me. So um, this is going to look good on a podcast, us talking about pitches, but... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's just all white with the claws coming down. And I just, I don't know, something about like all white and it looks clean. It just gets me rolling. Yeah, the white Bengal is absolutely elite. And I know a couple of other teams opted for white. The Cowboys have gone back in time and opted for a white helmet. I really like that too. And as you said, white's really nice. Then we've got black helmets. A few teams have gone for the all black. Now, Carolina Panthers is elite. We talked about commanders and we didn't think commanders looked that good, but we Mm. don't know what it's going to look like with the uniform, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Um, looking, yeah, looking at the other teams, Saints, Saints, Saints was nice. Saints has sort of got yeah. that strip down the middle with the fleur de lis on it. The Bears have gone pretty interesting with the orange. I don't know if that's a bit of a throwback one. Look, talking of throwback ones, we like the what do you like, the Patriots or Patriots. the Falcons? Uh, probably have to go Patriots over the Falcons, but uh, I thought they were both not too bad. 
Oh, I just like that old Patriots logo. He's he's pretty manly, isn't he? Oh, it's a ripper. Um, I suppose looking at the worst ones of the bunch, who do you like probably the least out of the thirteen? Oh, it was probably the Commanders, wasn't it, when we started off? Um, what else have we got? Like Jets. Yeah. Jets didn't really jump out at me. I suppose it's all the black ones that I, I don't know whether they're going to work that well. The pop of color with the Carolina Panthers one, I think, works. Jets oh, is kind Giant, of playing. Giants don't do much. Giants was a bit, you know, meh. Yeah, I guess for the for the for the fanatics, that's probably not too bad because that's the retro throwback. But yeah, mm. it doesn't really jump out. People really love it, or they're just not that fussed on it. Eagles, I'm not that keen on this year's one with all black. I think it's next year, 2023, when they bring back the Kelly Green uniforms. When it's that's all we want. Elite. That's yeah, all we so, want. So, are we going to see more of alternate helmet and alternate jerseys? Do you think we're going to see a bit of a change towards the college style system? I hope so, because like you look at what they do in college, and you look at what they've done with the color rush, and it just. Mm. I mean, why not? Like, you can just sell more shit to people as well. Like, why wouldn't oh, they? <laughs> it's just a money spinner. Exactly. It's just a money spinner, really. Like, you're just selling out, flogging off heaps more stuff. And it, it I suppose players are keen. Like, I mean, colleges, they get to pick and choose where they go. So then they're going to yeah. go, oh, I like that uniform. I'll play there. Uh, Cardinals is probably the other one we didn't discuss just then. I think under the lights, this one's going to look elite. But it's just a bit, like, hard to tell whether it's got yeah. that cherry sort of colour through it. Yeah, correct. No, so it's it's like... It's all coming together, isn't it? The league is coming together. As we said, we've been brought back into the facility. We're going to be back every week in your ears, uh, spouting off the usual, really. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think we're keen to get back into this. I know we had a little break. We sort of started and then had a break again, but things got in the way. Life gets in the way. We're refreshed. We're recharged. Uh, look, yeah, we're going to try and punch out what we can. The content's going to be flowing out. We'll see what we can do with guests, but we're not too worried about that. We're just going to talk about the season. Preseason has started for everyone pretty much now. I think all veterans are back. Is yeah, that right? everyone, everyone's back. Everyone's into preseason camps and they're starting to get it. We'll uh, no helmets and things like that. At the, well, I think there's helmets at the moment, but no pads. So we'll get back to that eventually. And uh, I'm sure we'll start getting a few good, few good films going on. And I think we're going to have a good year this year. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take a step up in year two. Look, we're going to probably going to have fantasy coming up, so we'll probably hit a few people up if they want to do fantasy. We could do tipping, a whole bunch of things that we're probably going to try and throw around. Fuck yeah, big year for the boys. Uh, make sure you stay uh, close to the socials and uh, we'll be keeping on top of things. Thanks for joining us again, as always, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for letting us in your crib. It's been real.